Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why does making friends as an adult feel so What hard? should I wear on a first date? What the date? hell is a foreign But that Why was not good. So what do I want my life to look like in five years? We, we want to know too. Since 2012, the Every Girl has been an online destination to help women around the world achieve the life of their dreams. Now, we're excited to bring you the same inspiring content with the Every Girl Podcast. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are getting astrological. I know you guys love to talk and learn about astrology because Zodiac content always performs so well on the everygirl.com. So I wanted to bring on an expert to give us the one-on-one on everything astrology from what is the difference between the sun, moon, and rising signs to what really is Mercury and retrograde. I can never say that word, Mercury, Mercury, and also what we can expect out of this year because I'm dying to know. So today we are diving into all things astrology with Danielle Page. Danielle is an international spiritual teacher and intuitive astrologer. She is also the host of Cosmic Body Podcast and founder of Purposely Divine School for Your Soul. Her work has been featured in Vogue and astrology.com. Danielle's purpose is to make astrology more tangible and accessible. So obviously I was dying to have her on the podcast because that is what I need. In this episode, she clarifies a lot of confusion about astrology from the difference between all the different signs, what that even means, and whether or not certain signs are compatible. Her answer is fascinating. We dive into how astrology can affect your love life and what major shifts we can expect in 2023, which is kind of crazy. Like I cannot wait for you guys to hear that part. Danielle also gives me a mini reading, which... I literally had my mom go fish on my baby book to find the exact time I was born the night before so I could do this. And it was so worth it. The reading was crazy accurate. Like even just in the very brief overview, five minutes, she said things about my soul. Like you guys, we got deep, we got intimate. It was actually wild. Like it really, really was so crazy. And after we stopped the recording, I told her like, this actually kind of changed my life, not to be dramatic because you guys know I say that all the time. And I only do want to have on guests that will change my life and change your life. So obviously all of the guests that we have are amazing, but like, oh my God, hearing that information about myself, I'm like, that kind of blew my mind. That changes everything. Sure. So it's just really fascinating. I cannot wait for you guys to hear. And can I just say... This is what I love so much about this podcast. Like it is just so, so cool that we can bring such a variety of perspectives and opinions and hear from such different women all doing amazing things. Like, I just think it's so cool. And I'm so excited about this episode and what we can all learn from Danielle. It's so different from what we've done before. And, you know, I learned so much and I am very excited to share this perspective and for you to be able to hear it. This episode is really helpful whether you're a newbie or 
you, you know, maybe don't make a move without consulting your chart because she gets into some of the more deeper, more complex info, but also takes a very one-on-one approach, making it digestible and easier to understand what everything means. If you are new to astrology, pause this, go get your birth chart to know your signs because more than just your sun sign matter. And you can go to daniellepage.com and just take her quiz. That's what I did. It'll help kind of make all this info a little more digestible when you can follow through with your sign and maybe like your sign, like she talks about her signs a lot and also my signs. Maybe knowing your signs can help you kind of correlate. Okay, that's, uh, you know, I'm similar to Josie in that way, or I'm also, you know, XYZ like Danielle. So let me compare that. But it also can help, you know, okay, what Venus is, she'll explain what, that means you can look on your chart to see what it means for you. So that might be a helpful way to go through all this. But again, even if you don't, I think this is a fascinating episode. Super, super interesting. Oh my God, it's so cool. We have so much to dive into. This is going to be a long episode. I can't wait. With that being said, please welcome Danielle Page to the Every Girl Podcast. I've got to start from the beginning. How did you get into astrology and even like all the soul work that you do? What was your journey like to get there? Okay. So do you have a two hours or? (laughs) So um, I will give you the abbreviated version. The long version is episode one and two of my podcast, Cosmic Body Podcast. So basically just like everyone else going about life, you know, doing this thing, not really thinking anything else. And um, when I turned 30, I, so I was living in Boston and I was getting, um, my master's in interior architecture because that's what I used to do. And I just felt like there was, I, I love design and architecture, but it wasn't what I was here to do. I kept saying there's something else I have to help people, but I am telling you, I had zero clue what that was. So that was 14 years ago. Okay. So that was before, you know, everyone's like a life coach online. Everyone's helping each other, which, you know, it's great that we all have this help now. When I was doing this and going through my awakening, I didn't have that. So I don't even think Instagram, maybe Instagram was a thing. I mean, I don't even know if that was around. Um, But anyway, so I was um, working at this architecture firm that I did not, I didn't like. It was the most prestigious architecture firm. Like everyone would have died to work there. And I was miserable. I would go home crying, you know, just doing blueprints all day long. I just knew that there was something else, but I had no idea. So fast forward, I then um, turned 30. And so I'm living with my boyfriend at the time in Boston. And we decided to go to France for my 30th birthday. So I get to France. He starts acting weird. I'm thinking, oh my God, is he going to propose? Like we haven't talked about this. I wasn't ready. To get, I definitely was not ready to get married at that point. But I was like, well, I mean, maybe we could do this. You know, <laughs> oh um, no, I just was like, I don't know why he's acting all weird. Like he's freaking out. And then, um, so we're at this restaurant that was, one of the restaurants that I want to go to for my birthday because the designer, Philippe Stark, was a designer that I loved. And so I was super excited. You know, so here I am at this restaurant and very excited about. And he dumps me on my 30th birthday <gasps> in France. No. no. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that happened. And um, I was like, well, thank God we're not engaged. <laughs> Thank God we didn't just get married. And we broke up. I'm like looking around, everyone's like kissing each other and you know, the Eiffel tower. And I'm like, okay, so that was bad. So I go back um, to Boston. I get this download at the time that I didn't know was a download, right? I didn't, I didn't know the word download. I didn't know the connection to spirit, but I literally got this strong sense of it's time to move back to California. That's where I was from. 
So I moved back to California. The recession happens. It's 2008, 2009. Um, there are no design jobs. So I'm living with my parents, crying over my breakup, um, couldn't find a job and basically feel like the biggest loser of all time. You know, and I'm like, this is not how I saw my life. And I was really sad. You know, my heart was broken. I went to the grad school for four and a half years and couldn't find a design job because everyone was getting laid off. I'm living with my parents who I haven't lived with since I was 18, which I'm so grateful that I had a place to go back to, but we didn't have a good relationship. So this was not ideal at all. And then, uh, I don't know, it was very shortly after I got home to California, I started having dreams that were so real. I would wake up in the morning and it would take me hours to snap out of it. And I'm like, I don't understand what just happened. I don't know where I was. You know, I would wake up crying. I'm like, this was so intense. And then I would start having dreams that would show me things and then they would happen during the day. So at that moment, I'm like, okay, there's some kind of like twilight zone situation going on. Like at this point, you know, I don't know anything about spirit and this world is very new to me. I didn't grow up seeing spirits. I didn't grow up with experiences really. I mean, I kind of shoved things down, but I didn't really have those experiences. So I did not know what was happening. And then I wake up in the middle of the night and I open my eyes and I see the spirit right in front of me. And I'm literally looking at the spirit and I'm like, holy shit, what the F is that? And I'm awake. I'm like, no, 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 I'm awake. I'm seeing this. And I scream, you know, the the thing is the spirit wasn't doing anything to me, but I was scared because it's a program. Right. And, and so what, I didn't know. What, like, was it like a, a man, a woman? Like, did you see? It, like, what it looked look like? like if you could imagine the God um, Neptune, like God of the sea, which is like these long, like draping thing, long beard. I mean, Whoa. he was an extended master for sure. Right. But I okay, didn't know well. anything about that. I've never seen anything before. And um, so after that, I'm like, okay, this is, you know, I'm going batshit crazy. Like I honestly was scared for my own sanity because I had no idea. I'm about to tell my parents that I'm starting to see things. So through that, then it became this journey of spirit started communicating with me. It's not like all of a sudden I heard it, like as if you're talking to me, it was the subtle whispers that downloads that all of us get, but I was way more tuned into this at the time. And they were started guiding me, you know, meditate, go do this. So I started doing all the things that I was guided because I started realizing there's a whole world beyond anything I knew. And um, I was excited because I always felt that there was something else, but I never knew. And through this process, as I started understanding more, my heart started opening in ways that it's never opened, you know, for 30 years before that. So I was 30 when this happened. 30 years before this, I hated every job I had. You know, I always thought there was something wrong with me, super insecure, you know, had my own shit working through it. I just didn't feel comfortable being in a human body. Like there's no other way to say it. You know, I just, there was so much um, density in this earth plane, but I didn't have the words for it. So as this process started happening, I started basically coming back home to my true authentic self. Now, what I want people to understand is that this was not a one and done and like, oh, everything is great. This was years and years and years of me clearing personas, clearing limited beliefs on um, the old Danielle dying and the true Danielle emerging into consciousness. And that was a process. You know, my thirties were really hard. It was very lonely, very confusing. Um, I cried a lot. I spent a lot of time alone and, you know, I had to figure out my path. So my thirties were a big journey. And through that, at the same time, you know, I was starting my business. It's, I found astrology. Someone introduced me to it. I um, understood it within two seconds. You know, I've never understood something that quickly. My soul wow. has done this before. 
And so I like to say astrology was my gateway drug. <laughs> it was the entry point and spirit gave me that because they know that I'm super logical. My soul has done this many lifetimes. And now over the years, yes, you know, I do astrology and I teach it and it's beautiful, but it's become so much more than that because it's understanding consciousness. It's understanding this journey. It's remembering who we are beyond the beliefs and the programs and really seeing through and coming back home to our truth. So that was the short version. We got the long <laughs> one on my, on my podcast, but I mean, how do you even sum that up? You know? Oh my God. I know. I'm sure that's a hard thing to put into just like a few minute summary. So I totally get yes. it. But that, that is a fascinating story. And it's like, I'm always so fascinated by people who have that spiritual connection and have like those downloads? Like, was it the downloads that were guiding you to this is, is the hard work that you need to do? Like, that's what was telling you to look inward and do all that really hard work was because of the downloads or what was it that inspired you and, and it helped you know what journey to take? Well, it's twofold. One, my consciousness was opening up. So the old life was no longer in resonance and people go through that, you know, that's like they're in a relationship or they're have friends or they just, you know, go to bars or whatever it is. And they just feel like, Oh, that doesn't feel right anymore. And, you know, sometimes we get depressed because we feel like, I don't know what's happening. So it was a little bit of that, but it was also spirit. It was, they were my first teacher. I was guided. And I tell everyone, you know, I didn't, my journey, I didn't read in a book. And I, in the beginning, I didn't have a teacher. I definitely had teachers along the way. And I'm very grateful for all the teachers but in the beginning, it was spirit and it was the information that they were putting into my consciousness. So they 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 speak to us all the time. It, this is nothing new, but I was just hyper alert. It's almost like Pandora's box opened. And so everything got turned on. So I was hyper alert with my um, intuitive abilities, my psychic abilities, and I was guided and I just listened. That's one of the most important things that I tell people is I just listened and when we listen that we are, we are guided. And I did not know the next steps. I didn't know it was going to be a hard journey or I didn't know it was going to be an easy journey, but they didn't tell me that it was just go here, do this. This feels good. You know, I was listening to the pulse in my body. I was listening to my rhythm and I was guided. And then one thing led to another and this led to that. And that's the journey, you know, just because I had a strong connection to spirit at the time and have a strong connection to spirit now, which is different than when it first opened doesn't mean I have all the answers. It doesn't mean I know the entire journey because we're here. We're not supposed to know everything. Like that's literally our path. It was my path to come back into wholeness, remember who I am, and then teach this and also make money and do this. So I started doing this before all those life coaches and stuff were doing this. Obviously, I'm not saying I'm the first astrologer. Absolutely not. People were doing this, but I was bringing this online. I was started doing this when I didn't even have any model of what this even looked like. And I was told early on, it was my journey to make money in a way that there's no blueprint, there's no path. And that sounds fun, but that's also terrifying. Now, if someone wants to go online, we have a million people to watch and learn. I didn't have that. You know, I didn't right. know what I was doing. It took me a very long time to make money. I was broke for a very long time. You know, I didn't just want to like take a course and do what the, the um, coach said because it didn't feel authentic to me. And I was also awakening. So it wasn't just building my business. It was, I was going through an awakening process. So I literally took me years and years and years to go through this awakening and also make money and build my business. But that's what I share with people. It wasn't like a quick turnaround, you know, it wasn't a one and done. And, you know, I had many other awakenings after that, and then I'm going to have many more awakenings. So that's just the process. 
I actually love that you bring up the the money thing. This is such a side tangent, but I think we're so programmed in our culture to be like, you know, money, if we're seeking money, then we're bad. And and we actually just had a a podcast episode that came out today of a financial expert who was talking me through, because I've totally felt that of like, if I'm charging people to help them with their health goals, I feel like that's bad. And so she talked me through how, no, 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 that's coming from a place of, of abundance. So I love how you brought that up because I really do. I've come to believe like when we are living out our purpose, we have like the abundance in energy and money and time. And, you know, like it's, it's, there's no lack there when we're living out our purpose. And so I think that's actually really interesting. Like I'm sure it makes a lot of people uncomfortable when you talk about money and how that aligns with your awakening, because we're so programmed to think, no, no, like money is materialistic. It's distant. It's, it's doesn't have anything to do with purpose. So I think that's so interesting. Have you found that people are uncomfortable when you discuss that or like, do you oh, feel yes. like, what's your experience with that? Yes. I talk about money all the time and I talk about it because I see how triggered people are. And my role here is to help people awaken to their truth. When you are living your truth and you are living in alignment, there is no lack. So it is a program that someone that is the spiritual work that they should be a monk on a hill and, you know, have no money. And that's a program. That's an old story. That's a program. And, and most of what we see and most of what we believe, most of what we hear are programs. So I trigger a lot of people by just speaking truth into their existence, right? So some people come back and tell me, I wasn't ready to hear that. And then some people are like, I love that you said that. And some people are you know, tell me when I first followed you, I didn't like what you were saying. And now I understand it just, it's just about where you're at on your journey of awakening, but there should be no trigger with money. And and also I'm going to say this, you know, the fact that you feel bad about sharing that, that would be something I would look into because why do you feel bad about sharing your gifts? You are helping people on their journey, which is the most beautiful thing that we can do. I help people make money. There's no reason why you should be broke and spiritual. Those two are literally a program. So the fact that you are helping people with your health or their health or whatever it is, that is an offering, that is an exchange. And when you understand energy, it needs to be an equal exchange. So in in no way, and also the more money that you make, the more money that is in the hands of people doing good in the world, I can hire more people. I can build more businesses. I can change the world, right? So these are all programs. So I actually talk about money all the time because I'm going to say it again. It's a lot of people in the spiritual community are incredibly triggered. Now, I want to say this. I understand where they could be coming from because it's a belief system. And they think, you know, if if all of a sudden I'm awakening up, I don't need anything and, and do this. What I'm going to say is I love money and I use it as a tool to help me be the best that I can be in the world, to help me take care of my health, to be in a peaceful environment right? Because if I am not taking care of myself, then my teachings aren't out in the world. And someone else is going to sit there and lack because I'm not motivating them and showing them the way that there's no reason why that they should be in lack as well, right? So money in the hands of people that are doing good in the world is the most abundant and beautiful thing. And all these other stories are just programs. So going back to your question, I talk about money all the time because it does trigger the hell out of people. And that's where the work is. Wow. That's really, really interesting. That's so, so cool. 
So, okay, diving into astrology now. So for all the newbies or the skeptics out there, can you begin by explaining like a brief overview of astrology? Like how does the date and time we're born dictate personality traits or circumstances in our lives? Like what is it? How does it work? So I always start off with saying, I don't have all the answers. I don't have every single answer because I'm still in a filter being Danielle in this human body. So that being said, I have been practicing this for 14 years. And if I did not see that it was accurate over and over and over again, there's no way I would waste my time doing this. Not to mention in 2019, predicted 2020, knew it would be a shit show, told everyone in November of 2019, right? So, cause you can see that you can, oh yeah, I have a video of that still. You can see the rhythm of what's going on. So basically the way I see astrology is the moment we take our first breath here on earth, the stars, the planets are aligned in energetic format. They are, everything is energy. Everything is a frequency. Everything is an archetype that gets imprinted into our soul, into our body, into our cellular memory. That then is how we move through life. This becomes our filter with how we see the world. Also, it shows our personality. It shows our energy. I will say you can't see consciousness in a chart. It's more of like the jacket and the layer of how Danielle is going to express herself in this lifetime. And there is wiring. You know, I have a cancer moon. So safety and security incredibly important to me, you know, might be more um, reserved in the sense of sharing my inner life, even though I do share online, but right, sharing my inner life than some people with like a Leo moon, right? So we are wired a certain way. But the reason why I love astrology so much is that just because if you're a Leo or if you're a Pisces or if you have, you know, all these configurations, it doesn't mean we're stuck in a certain way. There is a lower octave of that archetype and then there's a higher octave of the archetype. And in between, I like to call it 50,000 shades of gray. And our journey is to learn where we keep doing the shadow, right? The lower octave. And then use our consciousness and use our expansion to then move to the higher expression of it. You know, so it's like, I can just be like, oh, I'm a Taurus, so I'm super stubborn. Well, am I stubborn? Yes. But because I have awareness that Taurus is a fixed sign and can be super stubborn, I work with that and I use that. And then, so I don't just blame astrology for being a certain way. And I understand, well, what is the beauty of being stubborn? Well, I'm really good at finishing things. I'm really good at seeing things through. So these are gifts that I have that maybe somebody else does not have, right? So you learn your gifts and you learn to use the higher octave of the energy. And um, again, it shows your deeply ingrained behavioral patterns. And that's why I love it so much because when, you know, when someone comes to me, for example, I can look at their 12th house and be like, oh, Okay. So you're doing this, this, and this, and you probably have a tendency to do this. And, you know, I can see like their love. I can see career stuff, how they're wired, what would be interesting to them. And we we talk about that right away. You know, I've had so many people when I used to do readings in the past, they'd say to me, I've been in therapy for a year. And, you know, within a half hour, we're getting to what took a year in therapy because we can see the wiring. I can see the inner workings. You know, if you have Venus squaring Saturn, I know that love is not the easiest thing for you. So we're going to talk about that. Versus if you had Venus conjunct Jupiter, totally different expression of love, completely different in life, right? And so there's no good or bad, but it's like, okay, I understand why you might have fear with that. So let's talk about this. This is how you're wired. This is the reason why your soul chose this. So let's go into the higher expression and let's be able to catch yourself when you're thinking that it's all negative or you're thinking that it's going to go away or you're thinking it's going to be bad. That's just the shadow, right? You just answered what a lot of people, like for me, I'm like, 
tell me anything about myself and I love it. Like all I'm into the Enneagram. I'm into anything that's, I just, maybe it's like the narcissism in me that I'm like, I just love to hear about myself. But a lot of people are like, what's the point of knowing my Zodiac sign? Like, what's that going to do to know? And and that was such an amazing, beautiful, perfect description of it's not just like the end goal is not just to know these things. The end goal is to be self-aware so that you can use your gifts so that you know what to work on. Like it, and it helps you almost like have this roadmap, right? To be able to like live out your best possible life, be your highest self. And and so I think that that's such an amazing description that I've never heard before. I love that so, so much. Can you explain the difference between the moon sign, the sun sign and the rising sign? Because I know a lot of people have confusion over those. Yeah. And what I want people to understand is the astrology that I do and why I love it so much is more than just your sun sign. So I will say this, I don't do horoscopes. I don't do like, oh, if you're a Libra, you're going to have a good month or you're going to have a bad month. I don't do that because to me, that's not real astrology. I respect other people if they want to, they want to go down that road, but that's not the work that I do. So I love that you asked about your sun, your moon rising. We have all the planets in us until we are an expression of the whole. So I like to use the analogy of a house with, um, we'll start with the rising sign. So when you walk up to a house, you can see the front door. You might not be able to see in, but you get an idea. Like, is it a modern house? Is it a Victorian house? Can you get a flavor for it? So I like to say the front door, the outside of the house is your rising sign. So your rising sign is how you move through life. And it's going to be like the glasses that you wear to see and express yourself. So for example, I'm a Sagittarius rising. So the way I move through life is I want to know the truth. I want to know higher consciousness. I want to travel the world. I want to learn. And that is literally me. You know, I, I'm always, and it's a fire sign. So um, I can be loud. I can share. I can, you know, get people excited, right? So that is my expression, right? So that is like the house and the front door, okay? So when you go into the house, um, you go to the heart of the house, which is usually the kitchen, always, you know, people gather around. So the kitchen, I like to say, is your sun sign. The sun sign is your ego. And I don't mean ego in a bad way, but it's really who you are, right? What is the pulse of what's going on? What is the pulse of what's pushing you and motivating you? Um, so this is our expression, right? So that's that's the sun sign. It's how you move through life. You know, I, I like to say that the rising is kind of your first touch and then you go in deeper and then it's like, oh, I'm a Taurus sun. So at the end of the day, when I'm laying down in the bed, you know, I need stability and I need loyalty. It's so important. It's like the backbone of who I am. Um, even if I'm gallivanting around the world, doing all these things, you know, the people I meet and the friends that I hold dear as a Taurus, they're going to be loyal and they're going to be my rock, right? That's my inner circle. Okay. Cause I'm a Taurus. Um, and then if we're in the house, you can go to the bedroom, which is more private. Let's say you have a party. Usually, you know, you shut the bedroom door, people leave their purses, coats or whatever in there, for example. Um, so that's more private. So the moon sign, I love the moon sign. I find that the moon sign is even more important than the sun sign. I've been saying this since the beginning. This is what spirit told me. This is the information that came through. It's more important because this is your, this is your true essence. This is what you need to feel safe. This is what you need to feel nurtured. It is your emotional reaction to things. And again, we are emotional beings. Part of what is about being here on earth is to learn um, our emotions, to learn you know, I could say master, some people don't like that word, a monitor, work with, you know, whatever word you want to use, it doesn't matter. We're learning to navigate our emotional plane. Okay. So the moon is so important. The moon is what people are going to see in relationships. 
you know, not everyone sees my moon sign. You know, people that see me online first, like they think that I'm really loud and really outgoing. And while I do have that side to me, when I'm home in my house, I'm like a mouse. I'm quiet. I need peace. I need, I need safety. I need security. I'm a cancer moon, right? I'm like literally wrapped in blankets. Like I work from my bed, you know, I, I do, I literally work from my bed, you know, and I, I'm very sensitive that a lot of people would not see. Um, my heart is very tender, right? That's, that's the moon sign. So the moon is what people that are very close to are going to see, you know, and it, it's, it's so important to know your moon. And especially if you're living with someone, it's really important to know their moon. And I will say this, any sign can be with any sign. I don't do that kind of astrology. It doesn't work that way. It's based on so much more. And any moon sign can be with any moon sign, but it's very important if I'm living with someone, if my partner has, let's say, an Aquarius moon, right? And I have a Cancer moon. That is going to be a different expression. That does not mean we cannot have a relationship. And that doesn't mean we can't be married for the rest of our life. If that's what we want. It means that I need to understand his pulse and his how he reacts and how he responds. He's probably going to want a little bit more space than me. You know, if I don't have other things in the chart that would make up for that as well. So, and I would have to probably show him, you know, Hey, you know, I sometimes need a hug. I sometimes get really sensitive. I just want to know that you're there and to be held where he might be like, okay. Um, for me, when, you know, if someone with an Aquarian moon, if they have a lot of stress, they don't really know how to process their emotions as much. And they might want to be around a lot of people, right? So it's a very different expression and that's where communication comes in. So again, I'll say this because everyone always asks, any sign can be with any sign. Just because you're a Pisces doesn't mean you can't be with a Sagittarius. It's based on your consciousness. It's based on your free will. It's based on your energy and the work that you do on yourself. It's just a matter of understanding how someone is naturally wired and what they need. First of all, that, like the analogy of the house, that is the most clear way that I've ever heard about astrology being explained. Truly, like that made so much sense to me. And I love that. And it makes it so easy to remember too. Like I've, I've tried to understand the difference and never really remember. So like that was truly like the most amazing description I've ever heard. And I'm so happy you brought up the compatibility because that was going to be my next question for you is like, like there's always like that. I know that's the number one question we get asked about Zodiac and astrology is, well, what if my partner's this and I'm this? Does that mean we're compatible? What should I be looking for? So is your kind of like your stance on, you know, astrology when it comes to love life is just, it doesn't really determine compatibility. It's more about your understanding and how you know how to move forward with that partner, knowing that they're, knowing what their inner workings are, especially their moon sign. Yes. I mean, that's exactly it. Again, every, any sign could be with any sign because you have to lay the charts together. It's called a synastry chart. When you take one person's chart, another person's chart and lay them together and you see how they interact. For example, if my Mars was conjunct, meaning touching or squaring or, you know, whatever it needs to happen, um, your Mercury, that would be important. That does not mean we could be in a relationship. That would mean maybe, you know, Mars is your will and your drive and where we get feisty, right? It's where we fight. And Mercury is your speech and your communication. So that might be a little bit of butting heads. Now, here's the thing. You have to look at some per, one person's chart. So person A and then person B. You got to look at persons A and see their love blueprint. What is it that they need? Some people want easy breezy. That's fine. Some people are like, no, I like it challenging. I like it deep. I like it. I like it raw. 
right? So somebody that has that might like this. Like, I want my partner to be like, no, push me, no, push my buttons. Like, no, let's get into a conversation, right? But then you get someone else that's like, you know, all this Libra, there's just like, no, 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 I can't. Don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat, right? So you have to see their blueprint and the other person's blueprint and then bring them together. So it is very, very layered. Mm. And then it depends on your consciousness because you can have a Scorpio that's all in their shadow. And a shadow Scorpio is like very scary. You don't want to piss them off, right? But you can have a Scorpio in the higher octave and it's like, they are so profound. They are healer. They are shaman, right? They are doing beautiful things in the world with magic. And so, and they just see the world very differently. So they're not going to respond like someone with a shadow um, Scorpio would be. So it really depends on where you're at in life, you know? So would you recommend like someone who's listening, who's new to astrology, maybe, and like, you know, Jess is going to go on your website, do the quiz, find what their moon sign, rising sign, sun sign, find all that out. Would you recommend like, do they sit down with their partner and, and discuss moon signs? Like, it sounds like that's the most maybe like important thing for a relationship and just to find out, okay, what is your moon sign like and, and kind of have that discussion? Or what do you recommend someone who's new to astrology, but wants to start applying this to their relationship? What are those kind of like beginner steps? Yeah. One thing I will say is just be careful what you read online because there's a lot of doom and gloom and there's a lot of scare of like, oh, this is going to happen or this means that. And, you know, there's so many things I read online that over the years and I'm like, oh my God, this is like, I don't even know who wrote this stuff. So you have to be careful with that. (laughs) That's why I say go to an astrologer, me or somebody else that you trust to understand um, and also learn. But yes, I would say Look at your, with your partner, look at your moon signs, um, you know, understand about that. What sign is it in? What house is it in? And then go from there. And then where's your Venus? You know, how do you give love and receive love? That is so important. You know, my Venus um, has an aspect in it that was, it's very challenging, I should say. And then when I first discovered astrology and I saw it, I literally said out loud, once I understood what this meant, I'm like, how did it know? And I'm like, how did it know? And I'm like, oh wait, I'm the one acting this out. Like, how did I, you know? So it's so funny. And so I learned a lot from that because I saw I was, you know, deeply in the shadow, the shadow. It's just the shadow with um, Venus Neptune is, you know, really seeing the good in people and seeing their soul when they're not really showing up. Right. So I had a lot of lessons to learn in my twenties and thirties with that, that were really rough. Let me tell you. But because of that, because I know that I can have rose-colored glasses, I know that and I'm aware of that. So when I meet someone, you know, I always say, okay, am I being too Neptunian? Because it's Neptune opposing my Venus. And I know what that means. So I'm like, okay, am I being too Neptunian? And then I sit down, I check in with myself and I ask. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe. And I'm like, well, let's just see, you know, let's just see how they show up instead of me imagining it to be a certain way. You know, let's just, let's just watch their actions. Right. So I've had to learn that and I've had to train myself. Um, and, you know, there's beautiful experiences with the higher octave of this as well. It's part of why I channel. It's um, literally connection with soul and connection with spirit. So it's beautiful. But, you know, there's always higher and lower octave with that. That's a really great example of how you can use the information to actually help yourself and to move through life in a better way instead of just you know this by yourself, that's the end. Like, I love that example of like, okay, you know that that's going to show up when it comes to your love life. So having that time to check in with yourself, I I love that. I think that's so helpful. So what about someone who's like single and looking for a partner? Like, is it, again, they obviously shouldn't be like, I'm going to only look for 
son Leo's because oh, that's no, what please don't do that. <laughs> please but don't do that. <laughs> For the love of God, do not do that. If you don't listen to that's any other words so of this funny. podcast, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because you hear that all the time. Like there's so many, like it's crazy. Most astrology is out there is bullshit, which is really hard because one, I love that it's made more mainstream because people need to learn these things, but also it's made it hard because it's dumbed down this true mystical craft. And that's the reason why this has been since the beginning of time. Yes. And, and that I like, there's so much more layers to it. Like, that's why I love that you're like, the sun is very one small aspect. But when we talk about astrology, it's usually like, I'm a Libra, so I'm this. And it's, it's never that full picture where there's a lot of other things going on. So that's, I, I love that that's such a huge part of your message. Cause I think that's so true and makes so much sense. But so someone who's like single, is there something that they should be doing? Like, should they be looking at their Venus sign? Like you said, or is that also looking at their moon sign or what can help them when they're moving through either dating, trying to find a partner, you know, moving through if they're someone who's single? You know, the most important thing that I have learned in 44 years on this earth plane is I can say, really get to know and love yourself. It's the mm. first thing. It's the most important thing. You know, we're all wired in different ways and that's, what's beautiful. You know, some people want open relationships and some people want open relationships because they're wounded. Some people want it because they just, that's their journey. And then some people want to be married the rest of their life. Right. And whatever it is, as long as it's authentic to you and not acting out of your wounds, that's beautiful because there's, there's no one way of doing life. There's just not right. So it's, I would say, start with getting to know yourself. What are your likes? What are your dislikes? What do you need to feel safe and loved and nurtured? How can you give that to yourself first? Right. Then, you know, when is your moon sign? What do you need to feel safe for yourself? How would you nurture someone else? Um, you know, and then eventually it's more layered because there are aspects to every planet. <laughs> That's a whole other level. I do teach that in my course. But to start off with, and you know, then go look at your Venus, right? How do you give love and receive love? And that's also with friendship, you know? My Venus is in Gemini. So Venus and Gemini can get bored super easily. I've been on so many dates in my life and I'm sitting there just like talking to myself in my head because like, they're just so boring because like my mind moves <laughs> really quickly, go, go, go. And I want to be mentally stimulated. So with the Venus and Gemini, I always say, you know, you could be the hottest man alive. But if you don't stimulate my mind, you're not stimulating my, you know what, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, Amen to that. Bad. love that. Yeah. Right. And that, you know, someone with like maybe a Venus somewhere else might feel different with that. You know, maybe it's like, they just really want something else, whatever that is. So get to know yourself and then work on yourself. Because again, the chart, I always say, I'm an astrologer. I love, I love astrology but it's not the be all end all. It is a backbone. It is a base. And then your consciousness goes off from there. And that's what I teach now because we are so much more than our chart. You know, my soul chose to come in the expression of Danielle, which is my birth chart as well. But my soul remembers the truth of who I am. And that goes beyond my funny one-liners because I have a Venus in Gemini. That's great. That's what I chose to express myself, but the depth of my soul is beyond the Venus in Gemini. So getting deep within of like, what are the inner, 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 most truest parts Mm -hmm. of us? Like that's, oh my God, that's so, so powerful and so cool. But is there anything that you did or that you recommend for people who are like, 
where do I even start to get to know who I truly, truly am? Are there any rituals, mindsets, things that you recommend? Yeah. I mean, everything that I teach is to help people come back home to their heart mm-hmm. and to remove the program. So, you know, you can follow me online and Instagram and it's free and I write beautiful content. Every course that I teach, every, you know, my membership is about making all of this a lifestyle coming back home. So whether it's waking up in the morning, doing a ritual, um, and I share, you know, my ritual is not because somebody needs to do exactly what I need to do. They don't. I think everyone is different, but here are some ideas. This is what I do. And, you know, that'll spark something. Oh yeah, wait, she does that in the morning. I've been wanting to do this. And so maybe I'll go do this. Right. So it's really the biggest thing underneath all this is listening. Spirit is talking to you every day. Your soul is speaking to you every single day, but we get so distracted. I mean, I'm going to say it, Instagram, TikTok. I mean, we are obsessed with making reels and and they're fun. Don't get me wrong. But if you think about that, it's such a good program by the higher ups to distract all of us to what's really going on in the world. Let's make reels. We're dancing, doing TikTok things all day long. Great, fun. We're here to have fun for sure. But that needs to be balanced with sitting and listening to your soul. And maybe that's going for a walk. Maybe that's painting. Maybe that's dancing. But what is your soul asking of you? We all know people just are not listening. I love that. That just being still because it's such a rare thing that no one does anymore. Like I certainly am like, how many times am I actually like still during the day? Check in with my intuition. You know, like it's it's so rare. Another kind of clarifying question I have about astrology that I think a lot of people misunderstand. It's another one of those kind of very buzzy pop culture out there things. Mercury and retrograde. <laughs> Can you explain what is that? What do we do with that? How do we make sense of it? And how should we live differently or act differently if we're going through uh, Mercury and retrograde? <laughs> or it's so hard for me. Yeah. To yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things. It did definitely become more popular, again, helping people understand and more awareness. And, you know, that's what's going to happen as we evolve through more unconsciousness. And there's a lot of doom and gloom about it. And again, when you follow my page, I always say, please don't come here and scream and yell and have a temper tantrum about Mercury retrograde. There's a lot worse things in the planets and there's a lot worse things that people just don't know about. Like if people really understood their, you know, Pluto hitting their sun, Pluto hitting their moon, you know, um, the eclipses, Mercury retrograde becomes a little joke. Interesting. It is real, but I'm only saying it's a joke compared to a lot of the other um, transits and aspects that are going on, but it is a thing. So Mercury rules your speech, your communication, your thinking, information, transportation, getting messages to and from. So when Mercury goes retrograde, it um, doesn't move backwards. It appears to be moving backwards from our perspective here on earth. So our perspectives get skewed. And because every planet is an archetype, is an energy, our perception of Mercury gets shifted. So things, information, communication, electronics, they become a little wonky. And so I always say during Mercury Retrograde, it's a three-week period. It's more of a yin period. So it's more of a period to just chill out, relax, great for intuitive work, great for healing, not always the best for the 3D world, like signing contracts, buying a house, getting married, doing things. Here's the thing. People do it all the time. And life goes on. So it's not like, okay, oh, I got married during Mercury retrograde or I, you know, got a house during Mercury retrograde. Does it mean like your life is going to end <laughs> at all? 
it simply means that there's some stuff, right? There's some karmic lessons and there might be a little confusion. I mean, this happens every time during Mercury retrograde, there's emails that go back and forth and it's like, wait, oh, you said this? No, I thought I meant this. No way. Oh, I, I did this because I thought you meant you wanted a blue shirt. Oh no, I wanted the green shirt. Oh, I'm sorry. I've I, for some reason, right? So that happens because think of it as, and this is just an analogy. Let's just say there is a cord from us to spirit and spirit is us, but we're just using analogy. Let's pretend spirit is above us. Okay. So if there's a cord going from spirit during Mercury retrograde, it's almost like the cord goes to the right and then up. So in that there's like, you know, a traffic jam. And so things take longer, there's more communication, but also in that there's other receptors open in our consciousness. And so we get more intuitive as well. So we're actually, because we didn't have this route that we've never done, we're seeing things we've never seen. We're hearing things we never heard. And so our intuitive abilities are very clear. So it's really important during Mercury retrograde to gather the information that's coming through, but don't act on it. Keep, write it, sit on it, be like, oh, I didn't realize that person was such a jerk. Oh my God, how did I not see that? I'm seeing it now. Okay, let me just sit with this. Wait till Mercury goes direct. See how it feels when it's direct and be like, you know what? I don't even want to date you anymore. You're actually not who I thought you were and I want a good person, right? And you're acting out of integrity. So we're aware of things that we don't always see during Mercury retrograde. So it's actually a beautiful time. I feel like the way it's used now is like, oh, I spilled my coffee everywhere. And like, I, you know, like my shirt ripped and like, it's more about communication. And it's an an amazing time to turn inward because you can realize things that you might not have had it not been like, it it sounds like a a time of clarity, which is really interesting. It could be. And it also could could be be confusion because you're seeing things differently. That's why it's really good just to sit with the information. Mm -hmm. And listen, I'm going to be real. Is Mercury retrograde annoying at times? Yeah, absolutely. Because we live on a 3D plane of existence and things happen and it, it does, you know? So sometimes when I'm like, you know, it's just getting, especially towards the end of a Mercury retrograde, things are getting, it's like the glass is full and it's like, oh my God. So sometimes I'm like, okay, okay, Mercury retrograde. I'm just like, going to just chill. Like, let me just chill because it's like, things are just compiling up. And it's like, let's say something happened for me. Then I go into a store and I'm pissed off. Then it, we're energetic beings. Someone else feels like the energy. So they're get pissed off and then they go home. They, they yell at someone, right? It's a domino effect. So we have to understand it's kind of like aggravating everything. So we just have to sit and just have to like breathe through it, you know, because I like to say it, it almost is like having a little kid brother. That's like poking you all the time. You just stop. And they're like, I want to play. And you're just like, just stop, just stop, just stop. No more paper airplanes at my head. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> You know, and it's like, they don't stop because they're just young and want to play. So that's kind of what it's like, you know? So it's like, again, going with this, the awareness of now, you know, you can plan ahead to make sure to set aside stillness for yourself or to just be aware going through that experience. So I love that. That's so helpful. And I love the little brother analogy. That's so good. So looking ahead to 2023, obviously beginning of a new year, can you share, you know, either the significant astrological events of 2023 or like what we can expect? Is there a theme? Is there an energy, any important dates? Like what should we expect for the year ahead? So um, I will say that Pluto in March, Pluto is moving into Aquarius where it hasn't been since um, the, basically the industrial revolution. And Aquarius is AI. Aquarius is the future. It's a visionary. Pluto 
pulls out what no longer works. So when Pluto moves into a sign, it's, we feel it. There is a big change in the cosmic energy. For example, in 2008, Pluto moved into Capricorn. Capricorn is about the banking system, finances, government, top down. And what happened? We had a recession, right? All the, the banking, mortgage and all that, because Pluto clears out in its destruction in some way, okay? Because it wants us to get in alignment with our soul. So I'm going to tell you, Pluto's moving to Aquarius. There's going to be something. Now, I feel like more and more this could be something with technology. You know, we don't know if all of a sudden, what happens if the internet got wiped? I mean, can that happen? We don't know. What happens if something was changed, right? So where it's going, I don't know exactly, but we know that it's Aquarian territory. So the future is here and it's moving quickly. AI is beyond anything we've ever known. Um, you know, they're already having people grow, uh, children or babies growing in like lat, like rooms, like literally like these incubators. I mean, it's like terrifying, really. Here's the thing. You know, I can tell you my personal opinion or not. It doesn't matter. All I can tell you is that it's going to happen whether I like it or not, whether you like it or not. You know, this is where we're going because this is the consciousness. As a collective, we have to remember to be in our bodies because the way we're going is everyone wants to be hooked up to a cloud, right? And that's the scary part because nobody is thinking for themselves. We're having robots and technology think for us. And so it comes back to, we are God's mind. We are consciousness. We are one mind. And we have to remember not to lose that, right? So this is a huge year because Pluto is dipping its toe into Aquarius that hasn't been there. And when we look at the industrial revolution, just in brief, you know, the industrial revolution changed the game for humanity, assembly line, um, machines building stuff. I mean, before that, that did not exist. So think about that. That that was like mind blowing. So now that it's going back in, can you even imagine? I have chills as I'm talking about this. Can you imagine? Like we're, we're beyond assembly line. We're talking about people are dating robots and, and having, you know, conversations like, you know, like the lawyer is going to be a robot. You don't even need like a lawyer, right? You know, so it's, it's again, I'm not saying I'm for this. I'm saying that this is where we're going. And there are beautiful technologies in this because, you know, there's AI that could, um, you know, see about cancer in your body. And there's technologies to, um, I mean, there's already ways to get rid of cancer, but, you know, that's a whole big pharma rabbit hole that they they block, which, you know, we can't get into that probably right now. But um, it's it's already there but there's new technologies to help with health. And that can be very beautiful as well. So again, you're going to have a lower octave and you're going to have a higher octave of everything because we have polarity on earth, this 3D construct that we're in. So, Mm. you know, it's going to accelerate quicker than you even think. Wow. Wow. So in 2023 in general, like big advancements in technology, I guess, if you want to say that or just change it. Beyond I can't even tell you what, because it's not even in my consciousness now. It's not even in your consciousness now because we don't even know, but it's beyond what we even think. Wow. Okay. That's so interesting. And does that show up? Like, obviously I know it shows up in the collective in like our general, like as a world, that's what's happening, but does that show up individually? Like, should we be expecting for ourselves to feel some sort of shift in advancement or, you know, more understanding of, I don't know if it's technology specifically or like, like, does that show up individually as well? Absolutely. So there's something called um, transits and transits. So for example, Pluto is about, I think it's at 28 degrees right now of Capricorn for everyone. Okay. So for you, that might not matter. If you don't have anything around 28 degrees, we'll just keep it simple for right now. If you don't have anything around 28 degrees of Capricorn, 
or cancer because it's opposite it, it might not affect you. Okay. For me, just for example, and I just want to use this reference so people understand, my moon is at 29 degrees of cancer. Cancer is opposing Capricorn. Okay. So right now, Pluto is opposing my moon. That's one of the hardest transits you can go through in life. It hit um, the first time last year in April. I was brought to my knees, ripped open, crying, felt super depressed, and understanding that I was going through a massive purge from within was really hard. It's coming back. It's, it's now. It's here. And so I'm trying to use the wisdom that I learned. And um, it really wants you to be in your power. That's what Pluto is. So it's going to re- remove any false beliefs you have about yourself. Doesn't matter if you're kicking, screaming, and crying. It's going to remove it. So, you know, I'm trying to have higher awareness with the lesson, but also surrender to the lessons. Now, I bring that up because that is shifting my life and changing. If somebody else doesn't have a planet around there, Pluto's not going to be hitting them right now. But as a collective, because we're all energy beings, the collective consciousness affects us as well. So it's two layered. Again, I mentioned that a little bit in 2023 forecasts. And then when you take uh, my astrology mystery school, I teach you about your chart and then we go to... Um, transit. So that's level two as well. So very in-depth. Astrology is very complex. That's why I'm, it's not Instagram astrology. It's not, oh, I'm a Pisces. I could be with a Leo. Like, no, no, I don't do that. I don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't come here if you want that. If you want that, that's great, but I'm not your girl. Not your girl. <laughs> that's why you're here. Cause we want, we want more of that. We want more of like the in-depth understanding and like what it truly is looking like. And, and the entire chart. So I think that's fascinating. Oh my God, that's wild. That'll be so interesting. Like you said, of looking back at 2020, when you had said it's going to be a shit show of a year. And so it's going to be really interesting, like looking back and saying what, what that does show up as in, in 2023 and being able to think about like this conversation, like that kind of blows my mind to think about like what all there is to come. And then we'll have to look back and be like, oh my God. And this, and this is why, and we saw it in astrology, you know, that it showed up. Like it's so, it's so fascinating. It's so, so cool. Yeah. I just want to say one thing with that, if that's okay. Astrology shows you patterns. So you can look into history. And the reason why I knew 2020 was going to be a shit show, we'll just say that in quotes because, you know, (laughs) my word. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's because I looked at, and I saw two planets, um, connecting and those same planets, were, and we won't get into it because it, that could be a whole rabbit and it's very advanced, but basically the same planets were together during World War One, World War Two, HIV um, AIDS pandemic, um, which is by the same um, person that was in charge of our pandemic as well. And in 9-11, those planets were opposite. So when you take that and you look at the history, you look at the patterns and you understand astrology, it's called mundane astrology. It's the study of um, like the, really the history and how it affects us you see the patterns and that's why, you know, so as soon as I saw that, I'm like, okay, okay, guys, wow. I don't know how to break the news, but, uh, your 2020 vision that everyone's so excited about, get ready. Cause it's going to be a real vision in a new way. Interesting. Okay. So that's how, you know, is because it's studying the mm-hmm. patterns of what's mm-hmm. ha- happened throughout history. Yeah. That's why when people are like, I don't believe in astrology, I'm like, okay, you're my favorite client because I can look and you have patterns sitting on your moon. You're definitely going to be depressed and you're definitely going to feel like crap. And I'm going to tell you, okay, maybe yes, you probably are really negative and feel like crap right now and not motivated. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you know? Yeah. Well, let's talk about this. Interesting. That is really, really cool. And and that also reminds me of that. So you said that the last time that what's happening in 2023, it happened in the industrial revolution. So that's why we can see 
this is going to be an immense mm-hmm. time like that was of advancement in technology, how that looked then. And it's going to look so different now, but that's the same alignment. Same alignment with our consciousness. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that gave me chills. Yeah, because wow. it's true. Yeah. Welcome that, to my life all day oh long. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> sure all the, yeah, I'm sure it must be like such a like crazy, wild, amazing thing you constantly got to be doing is sharing this information and having these downloads. Like that's so, oh my God. Like I, I it's so hard to even wrap But you do it so too. Cool. We all do it. I'm just, she, I'm just showing people yeah. how to do it. You're doing it too. Yeah. You just might not be as aware that you're doing it, but you're God. getting downloads all day long too. I know. Now I need to go sit in stillness more and and try to notice the downloads more. There you go. You're you're ready. (laughs) You're going to pop in new ways. I'm telling you, after people talk to me, work with me, shit opens up in new ways. So get ready. So believe it. I'm so excited. You're going to let me know because I'm telling you, it's it's just, I I open doors for people. My soul. I I shouldn't say it's Danielle. It's not Danielle. It's not me. It's my energy field. It's my soul. It's a vibration. It's my contract. It's my blueprint. And it opens you up. So wow. There you go. Okay. Well, I will keep you posted then what opens up. Oh yeah. I can't wait to hear. (laughs) So speaking of that, I know we talked about doing a overview reading because I've always been so curious about astrology readings because I've had very little understanding of what that means. I know a lot of people are like, okay, so what is like someone's reading your astrology? What does that look like? So I would love if you could take a look at my chart and explain, you know, what are those things that you're looking for when you're doing a reading? What information can we really gather from our charts. And I recommend to everybody out there who's interested, seek out some kind of reading for yourself. Obviously, like Danielle said, like find one that you trust and is trustworthy. But Danielle, I would love for you to shine some light on what that looks like and give me a mini reading. Okay. So it's funny. We both have our nodal axis in the same signs, even though we're very far apart in age, uh, because it takes a while to go back all around. So your generation and my generation, we have the same one right now. People around the same age. So let's start with that. There's, there's many ways you can jump in. Um, I like to start with the North Node sometimes and the South Node axis and look at that. So your North Node in the chart is your purpose, is where your soul said one of the main reasons why you incarnate in this lifetime and the lessons you're here to learn. The whole chart is purpose, but the North Node really shows a direction of where we're going. Okay. The South node opposite is your deeply ingrained behavioral patterns. So our South node, I like to say, it's almost like another sun sign because we are so much of our South node, even more than our sun sign sometimes. So it's very interesting here as your South node is in Aries, but your sun sign and your North node is in Libra. That's opposite each other. So you actually have a lot of Aries traits, which is someone that like wants to jump in, is courageous, is brave. Um, you know, there might be some second guessing because you have a lot of Libra as well, but you're literally wired for independence. What you're learning is how to be more in relationship because you have so many planets. You have your um, sun, your Venus, your Mercury, and your North node in Libra. Okay. So you are learning about yourself, um, taking that information and moving into relationship and balance with others. It's a big, big theme. Okay. But having yourself node in Aries, is you have a will and we have a drive to you that some people don't have, right? Do you notice that? I mean, even like your podcast, even the work you're doing, like if you didn't have that South Node Aries, it would be a little bit harder for you to probably start all that. Yeah, 100%, 100%. That's so true. So um, let's go here. And, and again, I'm just, this is just brief that we're just kind of floating around yeah. the, the chart. Oh, so cool. Um, I, I will say this. this. Yeah. 
you have your Saturn in the seventh house of relationships. Um, are you in a relationship now or are you single? Yeah. Oh, you might not want to share. Okay. I'm like, I don't no, know. If I'm, I'm good private, sharing. But... I'm good. <laughs> no, okay. I, I've talked about him before. I, he, yeah, everyone knows. Yeah. Okay. So you have a lot of lessons in relationship in this lifetime. So Saturn in the chart shows our karmic promise of where we came here. We're not getting out of this. We're going to work hard and we're going to learn. And this is throughout our life. Okay. So Saturn in your seventh house says you, and, and I mean, your whole chart is about relationship because not only is Saturn in the seventh house of relationship, all that Libra is relationship. So you are really here to learn how to be in partnership, how to share, how to be balanced, how to not lose yourself in relationship, right? And what that means for you. So it's interesting that you have um, Saturn in the seventh house and you have all that Libra. Um, how long have you been in your relationship for? For six years. Okay. So here's the thing with Saturn, Saturn in the seventh house, it's very polarizing. It's either I see people, their relationship, 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 like always in one, or it's the opposite. They're just like, it doesn't work out. They can't find anyone they like. They kind of want to be on their own. Saturn has a lot of fear. Um, it's subconscious fear. And there could be some stuff related to relationship, but because you have all that Libra in your chart, that's why you're not. If you didn't have all that Libra, you'd probably be someone that's like, no, 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 no. Like I'm just like doing everything else about relationship. Okay. That all that Libra is making sure that you're getting these lessons because you do, you have lots of lessons in partnership and how to be in that. So that could be something that you even teach in this lifetime. There's a lot wow. there. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's so fascinating. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say that because your MC, which is your career angle is in Gemini. And so that means you have to do more than one thing. That means you're interested in a lot of things, talking, podcasts, love it that you have that. And then we look to the ruler of that Gemini, which is Mercury. We go back to the second house, um, which is about self-worth, money, your own gifts, your own resources. And it's in Libra about relationships. So there could be something there about you helping other people in relationship as well. Yeah. Mm. Your rising sign is Virgo. And your moon is also in Virgo in the first house. So um, when people have a rising sign of Virgo, I like to say it's like they're pretty cool, calm, collect always. They're like the duck, like underneath the duck is like going its things. But on the, on the person, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. Like everything is just like, okay, everyone's just like, we're good. And especially the Libra. Libras love balance and beauty and art and simplicity and, and just, you know, really having it nice and peaceful. So there's a, there's a lot of balance there. That's really beautiful for you. That's so true. Oh my um, God. I mean, there, there's so many layers of this, you know, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to get too deep on air because I mean, there's just private things that there's private things, you know, because I'm looking into someone's soul. So I respect that as well. But yeah, it's just very interesting how you have so many planets in the second house in Libra. So that also shows me that through other people, you're going to learn more about yourself and through other people, you're really learning about your gifts. Um, now I will say this, um, when I first opened your chart, Spirit brought me to the 12th house and the 12th house is what we suppress. Um, you have Leo on the 12th house, which means your sun sign is ruled by that. So Leo on the 12th house means, you know, and we'll use the term past life loosely because what is past life? Current life? Are we in a fragment of your soul? Is it parallel life, future life? I mean, time is irrelevant, so it's all happening, but we'll just call it past life. Okay. A fragment of your soul. There's a part of your soul that 
you were royalty. You were out, you were seen, you were, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you feel that? You know that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And so there's a part of your soul that also was suppressed. Um, the part, like the e- part of your ego got kind of, you know, chipped off a little bit. And so you're hiding a little bit of your light still. Now, this really? is a journey through life. Um, because there's with this, there's usually like the subconscious pattern of I can't fully show myself. I can't fully be seen. They're a little bit scared to um, shine the light, right? Mm-hmm. So throughout life, you'll work through that and you'll work, but that is a past life thing about really being seen. Mm. So where you just, you know, you ask yourself, where are you still not allowing yourself to be seen? Where are you still not allowing yourself to shine your light and really show who you are? in this world. It's very important. Does that relate to the the duck kind of when you're treading a lot underwater? Two different things, but they can okay. all go together because that's where, you know, when we look at the chart, we get the, we get, the, I like, I like to say it's a song of your soul. So I move around the chart. I can pick up this piece. I pick up this piece. I pick up this note. I pick up this note. And then I start to put it together as a beautiful symphony. Right. And everyone has a different song of their soul. Mm, I love that way to explain it. That's beautiful. That's my Venus Neptune wow. poetry channeling spirit for you. That's the higher octave. <laughs> it checks out. It checks out. Wow. Yeah. Like I know people will say about when they hear things about their astrology or, or readings that they're like, well, you could say that about anybody, but like everything that you There's just said. One. Yeah. Like those are the dominant things about me that I like some that I don't even admit to myself, you know, but everything mm-hmm. you said, I was like, yes, like that focus on relationships and like wanting to learn relationships and like learning about myself through relationships, having a lot of things going on. Like I have a side business, I'm doing the podcast, I'm the wellness center. Like it's everything you're saying is, is so spot on for me. And like that, it honestly is mind blowing. Like it's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. And you need, it's you sharing information is very important. Wow. Because you have a lot in the air signs. And so it's like, you are, you need to speak, talk, share, write, sharing information is very important for you. So this podcast is right up your alley. It's oh my perfect. God. I'm so happy to hear that. Cause that's you're, all you're I do all day is share information. Yeah. So that's amazing. That's what you need to do. Yeah. Oh my that's God. What you need to do. Wow. Yeah. And they, and also not, not be um, ashamed for receiving money for your gifts and your talents and your time. Honestly, like I need to hear that. So thank you. Because thank you, so you have all these plans in the second house of money. So you are here to make money. Really? You're here to learn the the value of money and share that. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That's going to change my whole outlook on life. Knowing that that's like, like, and that's probably what's so cool about it is that you, you know, like one thing strikes and it it can change your mindset. Like that's, I think going to be a significant one for me that I've heard, you know, a lot about money and, but I've, I've always kind of had this inner thing of, you know, making money is has bad intent to it. And so that mindset alone is going to change a That's lot. That's a program that needs to die because that is literally taking you out of your power and out of your truth and literally a waste of your time. Oh I'm not dismissing or discounting your feelings and your emotions because I have compassion for that because we all have programs, but I'm just telling you that is not the truth of who you are. That is a program. Oh my gosh, Danielle. Wow. Like, wow. This, this might be the most life-changing podcast episode I've ever done. It's going to change my life a hundred percent. So that was so fascinating. Cause you, we have, we have to hear a lot from you. You have a lot of work. So we have to hear from you. So we need you in your glory. I'll keep sharing. I love it. I love it so, so much. 
Danielle, thank you. I can I really cannot thank you enough for both all of the information you shared with us and all of the insight, as well as that reading. For me, that was fascinating and so powerful. And I really would love to encourage everybody out there in whatever way, go seek out Danielle, all of the things that I'm going to have you share, everything that people can find you and do. But I would really encourage people to use this as an example of using your astrology to understand yourself better and get to know that deep inner knowing of yourself. So Danielle, with that being said, let us know where people can find you, what you offer and how people can get more into their astrology if they're interested. Thank you. And thank you again for having me on. So you can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Page, P-A-I-G-E. Side note, you need to know there's a lot of fake accounts of me and I will never DM you and tell you I want to do a reading. I do not have time. I don't offer readings (laughs) currently right now. So I will never do that. Um, So that's not me. Be careful of that. You can also find me on my website, daniellepage.com. I just launched my membership. Doors are closing February 3rd. It is an amazing membership, three years in the making, um, full moon virtual circles, my downloads in a private app that you have, um, meditations and bi monthly lives with me to help you on your journey. So it's a lifestyle membership so that this becomes a normal part of your existence. So that is so exciting and I would love everyone to join. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being here, Danielle. I cannot wait to keep following you and all of the amazing content that you continue to put out and the ways that you help people. I can't wait to learn more from you. So thanks for sharing your time with us. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.